What's up, everybody? It's your old friend, John Middlecoff. I'm here to tell you about our friends at Game Time. Here's what I need you to do. Go to your smartphone, download a little app called Game Time. Baseball season's in full swing. Oracle Park. Been there a million times. Never doesn't live up to the hype. Go get yourself some garlic fries, a brewski, maybe uh, some ice cream. They have very good Ghirardelli ice cream there. And when you do that, promo code HAM. So download the Game Time app. Your first pair of tickets, promo code HAM, H-A-M, save $20. The A's, only going to be in the Bay Area for the rest of this season. You probably can basically go for free. Just buy a pair of tickets to any baseball game. They also have comedy shows if you want to check one of those out, or concerts. Game Time app, promo code HAM, save yourself $20. We don't even need to thank you. Just hammer that promo code. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Middle call! Hey, behaves! Turns out, Haberman, Middlecoff, and Harry Styles all have the same musical taste, John. Influences. You, me, Harry Styles, Howard Stern, all the same musical influences. Who would have thought, guy? Who who would have thought? And honestly, I wouldn't have known if it wasn't for the go-to Instagram trick of just tagging someone in a cool post. And then you realize, God, this is a cool post. Well, I got tagged. Then I tagged you. Yes, you did tag me. And it's it's how I stumble. A, a you know, someone just tagged me. I was checking before we hit record in some golf shoe promo. You just people that like think that you would like something, they tag you. It's cool. Was it the uh, uh, Zach Zach one hundred tagged you, and then you tagged me? I appreciate that. Yeah. This was uh, this was actually so Harry Styles is on with uh, Howard Stern. Here is uh, part of that conversation. Let's do a little sledgehammer. Okay. Because you love this song. Yeah. I'm excited to hear this. This part we've cut out of the song. Bruce Lee? any chance you like that version better yeah that 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 version is pretty fucking cool one thing that got me thinking guy is that i do like the original but i would be open to that playing that one sometimes yeah that, that one's pretty cool you, you, your call you can you can go back and forth 
Howard's got Howard's got a pretty cool job. I've come to the conclusion of make hundreds of millions of dollars. You either interview super famous people and talk about their sex and personal life, and and they give you all the goods, or you interview musicians, also talk to them about their sex and their personal life, but they are guaranteed to play you multiple songs live acoustic style. Right. The, uh, to me, my my favorite uh, when he interviewed Paul McCartney recently last year. He didn't. Paul didn't play him any songs, but they just go through song by song by song. Here's how I think. Th- here's what I heard about this song, and then Paul would break it down. No, this is how that happened. Or here's what I heard about this song. No, this is how we wrote that. Or here's how we played that. Or here's the version of that song that you heard. Or here's what you're hearing in the background. It's just Howard's musical knowledge is just off the charts. It'd be the, yeah, it'd be the equivalent of like me, you times a hundred with sports. Like just he's been around it so long and now yeah, met all yeah. these guys and has so many stories. He when I'm in the car on a longer drive, I don't listen to like his bits and stuff don't really do it for me. But the moment I see he's interviewing a guy, I honestly don't care who it is. Like it could be Jake Gyllenhaal and it's just going to be interesting. Hillary sounds Clinton. Yeah, interesting. But then when it's like sometimes you get, oh, Lady Gaga or Chris Stapleton. And you're just right. like, oh, songs are coming. And it'll be like, oh, Chris, play us a jam. He's like, okay, Howard, what do you want to hear? And he'll, just, he'll belt out like two songs, and Howard will be like, oh, my God, that was incredible. And it's, just, it's always <laughs> like that because he gets wow. these guys that are so good. <laughs> yeah. And it's, uh, it's a cool gig. I, Joe Rogan, I was listening to uh, – you, know, you, you uh, listen to any Sturgill Simpson? You know, I checked him out a little lightly because I saw you post about him a while ago. Uh, I didn't, I didn't dislike it, but I didn't, it didn't suddenly open. I didn't suddenly jump into it. Yeah. To me, it's the, I, I just listened to the one album, 2014, uh, and, and Tyler Childress, they're all, they're coming to San Francisco and he had Rogan had on Sturgill Simpson and he didn't become a musician to like 38. Like he had played music, but he didn't go quit his regular, like he worked for a railroad. He just happened to be really good. And one day his wife's like, you are way too miserable and way too good at this other thing. Just go all in. Then he moved to Nashville and the rest is history. But Rogan was like, you know what's crazy about music? Is literally the majority of human beings like it, right? It's it's one of those universal things, kind of like eating. Everyone has just some taste in music, just listen to music. Some like it more than others. But the amount of people that can play it is basically slim to none, let alone the ones that are good, Right? Think about every person you know listens to music in some form or fashion, but yet no one can play it. Yeah, the amount of people that can play it relative to the percentage of people that like it. Yeah. Yeah. Because I, I would say you can walk into any local town, small bar, if they got live music, you'll hear somebody that you'll go, oh my God, I wish I was as good as that. Forget about being as good as Sturgill Simpson. Yeah. I just want to be as good as that guy. To me, the irony key, is Sturgill Simpson was that guy. To me, the key is the 2014 album. I don't know what he's put out since. But okay, I'll check it out. That's, I, I just my go-to honestly. It's, the tur- it's it a has, tur- it, turtle album. The turtle album. Well, it's called okay. Turtle and something. I don't even know the name of it, but I'll look it up. My go-to since I first heard him in 2016. I'll never forget the first time I heard it. I was driving and I recorded the song on video and sent it to you because the song actually had some other messaging that was fun at the time. That's why I remember it was 2016, but it was Chris Stapleton. And I have not, I have not waned at all in my Chris Stapleton loves. I just, I've listened to the same Chris Stapleton songs. Like my plane playlist is basically just every Chris Stapleton song. Well, yeah. I mean, no one hears them 
and doesn't think I'm telling you I one day I was driving back from Niner practice stuck in traffic and I got about an hour and a half and he has a unique story right was a writer forever and Howard's like are you telling me that for like till your mid-30s you had this voice and you were writing these songs for all these artists and they didn't realize that you were the fucking most talented guy in the room because it is sometimes you hear some of these stories it's like Chris Stapleton's the Kurt Warner or country. You know, I wouldn't even call him country because he's kind of like rock. He's like a he's a hybrid. He's just good, right? And yeah. uh, but his story, he was a writer guy, just writing other people hits. I know. And then you hear I him, know. you're like, uh, "There's the guy you were writing hits for. You're better than." Right. But he's a Crazy. He's, he's a teammate guy. He's a good kind of like Brady, good team guy. Uh, he's like he'd be a good warrior. You know, if he has to take over, he can take over. But he's also. Although now it'd probably be hard to go back to not taking over. He'd be like uh, Kevin Durant without the ego. Well, not really, because Kevin was a huge hit. He'd be like Clay Thompson. Is Clay the centerpiece of a championship team? But is Chris like is Chris selling out fifty thousand people like you know uh, Jason Aldean? I mean, it's just not as commercialized. He's not quite the showman. Yeah, I think he, but he I, should. I, I, what I think Stapleton is is appreciated by people within it. And even like the diehards, yeah. but like, probably like, not. Like, yeah, Clay. Real music people like me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Who who once was able to play four chords on a guitar. Haberman likes you, you're in. Uh, all right. The conversation that's going on everywhere, John. Is it a crazy conversation to have? Tom Brady, the 49ers, Jimmy Garoppolo. We'll get into the pros and cons and all the, we'll get deep into it. But it seems like there are two sides to this thing. Oh my God, this is crazy. And you guys are idiots for even entertaining this conversation. And I, there's one thing, I, I don't think it's about to happen, but there's one thing I've learned being around sports for a long time, which is a lot of things that you don't think are on the table are on the table. I, think- and I don't know if this, how truly this is on the table, but I don't think it's like an inappropriate conversation to have. Well, and I think you would be naive to think that they're not having a serious conversation about it. And it's, it's a touchy subject. Now, they're represented by the same human being, right? Don yeah. Yee represents, and he's, it's not like Jimmy Sexton or a Tom Condon that has just an unlimited client, so you're talking to him all the time anyway. This is... Don's kind of an elitist with his clients. And Tom is, if this was clutch, Tom's the cash cow, but not really because Tom's actually never got signed a contract as big as Jimmy. But in terms of what Tom means to Don, despite financially he might sign bigger contracts in the future with Jimmy again, that Tom comes first. I, I, I just think people, like you hit it on the head, and unlike basketball and baseball, where it's like, God, I would take this guy over this guy. It's like, well, we still got three more years of this guy's deal and we can't cut him. Like, you're just kind of stuck. Like, Farhan probably talks about every day, like, God, I fucking get rid of belt, but you can't. In football, what makes those conversations, wouldn't you say, much more valid is that you literally can cut a guy and sign a guy or trade a guy and sign a guy. Like, for fina- your financial flexibility is just dramatically different than the other two sports dramatically different so when these and in this situation it's not really arguable it's like well you could cut jimmy for like five million dollars in dead cap and he clearly would be tradable because i i've heard a lot of well you how would you trade him the 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 quarterback market is flooded name me a quarterback on the market beside tom brady i'm not factoring in drew because he's going back that teams would rather have over jimmy garoppolo 
Like, would the Raiders kick Carr to the curb right now for Jimmy? Would Bruce Arians kick Jimmy Jameis to the curb right now for Jimmy? Would the Panthers just cut Cam and trade for Jimmy? Would the Washington Redskins trade for Jimmy? Like, guy, these are... Jimmy is a very, very fucking tradable player. And I've heard this. Well, he makes a ton of money. I actually would look at his contract like a positive, right? You ha- he's a very flexible contract at a relatively low number that's cuttable anytime. Do you, have you noticed that there is a there to me this is there's a significant difference between the way we talk about Niners, Brady, and Brady, everybody else, and it's very obvious, simple difference. The difference is when we talk about Brady and everybody else, we talk about would Brady want to go there. When we talk about Brady and the Niners, we talk about would the Niners want him. In other words, if you had Brady write a list places you'd want to go, you, you would not. I would not be surprised. I think the Niners would be in the top three, and I wouldn't be surprised if they were one. Hometown, Montana, he was at the catch game, and they're good. They have a great defense. They've got a well, they got a good defense. They've got Kyle Shanahan, very good offensive coach. I mean, they got a great defense. Yeah, they got a great well now, but some of those guys might be gone. Right. Right. But the point is just it's still good. Like that is the difference where you say, Well, did did the Niners want him? Is this even crazy? It's like, well, if Tom called and said, I want a meeting, would they just hang up on him? Let's just play this out. Fuck no. I, I even if you're not gonna sign him, you would I I, I Mayoko had a tweet. He just okay. ran a poll. And I don't know exactly the terms, but it was just Jimmy or Tom, right? Yeah. For the Niners. What would you guess? Set almost seventeen thousand people uh voted on the poll. What would you okay. guess percentage wise? It, so yeah, you haven't good. looked. I'm gonna guess Ooh. Haberman, pulse of the people. I'm going to guess this was in Brady's favor. Am Matt, I right about that? Matt Mayoko poll. And, but I'm saying, I'm, my first guess is, did Brady get more votes than Jimmy? Before okay, I guess the percentages? J- just because, here's how what he said. Just because, dot, 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 which quarterback would you take right now? Tom Brady, 42, new system. Jimmy Garoppolo, 28. Okay, I'm going to guess Brady got mo- more votes. Is that true? No. Wow, Jimmy got more votes. Guy, it was a it was like Bernie Sanders versus Biden in California. It was eighty two percent Jimmy Garoppolo. Wow, that I, I think me. I good, think good most faith I, I think people. most people, guy, do not want Tom Brady because they feel he's old. They feel he's old. Wow. Well, he is old. Yeah, but I, that's where I think it's like when we're talking about Tom Brady, that's a huge factor here. Jimmy's young. And the Niners just had a lot of success with Jimmy. I actually don't think Well, we'll get to crazy. the pros and cons in a second, though. The question is just, is, is this all a function of the fact that it's March, early March, and nothing else is happening, and free agency hasn't started yet, and as you've tweeted, maybe Tom's just looking for leverage, and uh, there hasn't been a press conference since the Combine, so Kyle can't directly, directly, directly shoot it down, even though you know Barrows wrote a piece about all the complimentary things he said about Jimmy since the Super Bowl. Is this just a function of that, or is Kyle sitting at home at night at 2 a.m. after he got up for a drink of water going, huh? Do you you think there's a chance that Kyle said to Mike McDaniels and Mike LaFleur, let's do an in-depth deep dive on Tom Brady's 2019? Because we know how good he's been, but I think last year was his first 
this might be the wrong word, controversial first kind of red flag year in a while. Like, is he slipping? That, that I think has ever happened. Yeah, he won the MVP two years ago. He was the, his team won the Super Bowl. People like, he's been slipping for a while. They fucking won the Super Bowl two years ago. What are we talking about? He's been fine. Last year, though, there were legitimate questions. And depending on who you ask, you know, it was a supporting cast. The cast was a little weird, right? Gronk retires. Edelman gets banged up. They have to sign Antonio Brown, who lasts a game. Uh, Nikhil Harry, their first-round pick, is injured. Sony Michelle is not good. They lose James Devlin, their fullback. Their center has, like, a cancer scare. or I think, Yeah, something like that. Misses the entire year. David Andrews. It was, And their defense was great. But their offense was atrocious for a lot of period of time. And he had some moments. But then you look at his stats, you're like, well, he threw less picks than Jimmy. Like, he still threw 28 touchdowns, I think. Like, he wasn't. It wasn't the hype on it. And I I texted a bunch of people in the league. A lot of them were like, I I think the hype on Brady being washed is overstated. And then I had a couple people be like, yeah, he kind of looked ancient to me. So it's it's, the scouting, right? So I would imagine Kyle and those guys... I mean, you know, the way like a good lawyer can speed read, I would imagine they could go through every Brady game and watch every pass fucking in a three or four hour period and have a pretty strong take what he was like last year, right? Yeah. Like they, they, can, they can consume football in how this would fit in our offense, and those guys are masters of this offense pretty – it wouldn't take them long. They could do it if they started it like after breakfast, they'd be done by lunch. Just, just giving their opinion on that individual season, which that, to me is the number one question. Like, Because if it would have been 2018 and he had just won the Super Bowl, I, I think the conversation would be a lot different, right? They were, they were uh, bouncing the first round of the yes, playoffs and their yes. offense was bad and they lost Week 17 in his, a must-win game. Yep. His situation has made it perfectly green- it's it's made it very easy for all these different scenarios to run wild, yes. Would you say the play that really stands out to me, which I think was in that Week 17 loss, was kind of that floater pick that he threw to Eric Rowe that Brady never – like, that's that's a Jimmy yeah. pass. That's a yeah. car pass. I, 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 do you remember Brady ever doing something like that? No, I, I remember watching it on uh, Red Zone and just being floored. <laughs> It was. It never happens to him. Remember it happened in the Atlanta Super Bowl? He threw a pick six. When Brady throws a pick six – it does look different than a lot, even good quarterbacks. Do, do you think if the Niners still lost the Super Bowl, the, if that game was exactly the same, but the way they won the NFC was with Jimmy going 23 of 32 for, you know, 290 and two touchdowns, we, this would be a different conversation? Yeah, I mean, guy, the, the, in the month of December, Jimmy was awesome. So Kyle knows that. I he was a little shaky in that Minnesota game. You know, he threw that pick to Eric Hendricks, and then they just never really ran the ball for the next game and a half. But then in the Super Bowl, he was he was thirteen of what fourteen or twelve of thirteen for one moment. I don't know. It just it did get a little weird. I don't know if it's just the NFC Championship game. It was just the felt the whole playoffs. It well, the just, en- the end of the first half of the Super Bowl. To me, that's more of a, do I trust this guy? Right? Yeah. Look, we've been all in Jimmy guys. Sign him to the contract. Make him your quarterback. Whatever it takes not to have Kirk Cousins on this team. I think he's well paid. And, like, I think he's a good value right now, given how he's playing. Well, like, yeah, he's I just mean when he did the deal, you and I were like, that, yes, that is a good con- that is a good gamble, quote-unquote gamble for the 49ers. They should do that. 
So we've been, I think, on the front end of Jimmy Garoppolo supporters thinking Jimmy's really good. I've said I think he can be really, really good. But I'm not 100% sure that's what's going to happen. I think there have been other things that have occurred that make you wonder whether or not he'll reach what you think he can reach. And part of it is that, yeah, he's young, but he's not 24 young. He's not that far from 30. 28's a lot different than 43, though, right? (laughs) Well, yeah, I'm just talking about how you project him. To, to me, when you have a guy... When you say 28 versus 43, that is the way to say this conversation is not even worth having. Yeah, to, to me, though, just Jimmy in a vacuum, he clearly is good enough if your team's solid to win. Now, win the Super Bowl, it's, it's hard. I just mean to like get consistently to the playoffs who you think can get better. I, I would just not write him off yet like he can't improve. Now, that doesn't mean he will, but to me, all the positives have been his work ethic, his ability to handle the offense and all that stuff has really been positive as the season went on. It was more just his decision-making, which I think sometimes coaches go, well, I I can't, once he's on the field, we've talked about it a million times. That's kind of, your decision-making is on you a little bit, right? Yeah. All right, well, let's, let's compare these two guys here. Before we do that, let's tell you that this podcast is brought to you by Ashford, Ashford University. Ashford.edu slash ham. Get your online master's degree program started at your own time right now. Yeah, convenient and flexible Ashford University online bachelor's and master's programs allow you to learn at your own pace. Imagine that, learning at your own pace, one course at a time. Six-week-long courses allow you to take one course at a time. Being enrolled in one class at Ashford, uh, this is my type of university, means you are considered a full-time student. And how about this one? No standardized test. The SAT, the GRE, the GMAT, and other standardized test scores are not required when rolling at Ashford University. It's also accredited. I just don't see how you beat it, guy. Get yourself an education. Ashford.edu slash ham. Start your master's degree today. Enroll at Ashford.edu slash ham. To start your master's degree today, that's Ashford.edu slash ham. All right. Um, along came Polly was on TV on uh, Wednesday. Oh, yeah a good one ben stiller jennifer aniston really philip seymour hoffman's character is fantastic uh the basketball scene in that movie is so great sweaty fat guy rubbing up against him as he's jumping i, I, with I his haven't belly. Se- i haven't seen it in so long uh and ben stiller plays a, a risk analyst and so he has to run he's got a computer program where he puts this the two the two women in it to run a risk analysis um we're not going to run a risk analysis because I don't even know if that's even a conversation between Brady and Garoppolo. But we'll just make a pro and con list here. And I've got a scenario after we go through the pro and con list that I want. I have not heard anyone mention it this way, and I want to lay it out this way to just a different way to think about this situation. But let's go through the pro and con list, John. Start with the pros. Start with the pros. Pros okay. before hoes. The first thing I wrote down in the pros, this is the pro of Taking Tom Brady, getting rid of Jimmy, right? That's the premise of the pros and cons. The Tom Brady pros, yep. Yeah, the Tom Brady pros. He's Tom fucking Brady. That's my first number one pro. He's Tom Brady. He's Tom Brady. That's my first pro. Okay. What does that mean? That you're acquiring Tom Brady, the greatest quarterback of all time, who last year in his quote-unquote worst season ever was still had a touchdown-interception ratio that was better than Jimmy Garoppolo's who, despite having no weapons, still led his team and was a huge part of his team getting to the playoffs. Like, I, does, he's, that, he's does, that mean, does that mean that even if you're acquiring a lesser version of Tom Brady, you're still acquiring Tom Brady 
some version of Tom Brady is better than most versions of other people. Is that what you're saying with that? Yes. I, okay. I think part of it is that you could justify Tom Brady. And as we're recording this, and next fall will be better than Jimmy Garoppolo. So, uh, as you know, and this conversation happened a lot with LeBron, and I was very adamant, just because LeBron had not won a championship didn't mean he couldn't win a championship. So just because Jimmy has not won a championship doesn't mean he can't. But you do know that Tom Brady can several times over. So that's that was my first pro. This team was in the Super Bowl. This is not a team trying to get to the playoffs. That would be a different conversation. This team was in the Super Bowl. Doesn't guarantee that you don't get to, as Chris Peterson likes to say, you don't start back at square seven. You go start back at square one just because you're in the Super Bowl. Doesn't, you don't start next year in the NFC Championship game with a head start. So you still got to get all the way back there. Odds are against you. But that was kind of my first pro, and it's the same as what you just said, so continue. My second pro is kind of leading in to piggyback off that. I just wrote down playoff throws. Because right now the question is, we saw Jimmy do it in the regular season, and I think your analogy with LeBron was right. Like he Eventually he's going to hit game winners. He's going to lead his team in big moments to make the right plays or the big plays and make them happen, and he did eventually. And he won three championships. I don't know if you saw him recently hit that fucking half-court shot. I, I did. I'm not betting against him this year. If he stays healthy, I think they're going to win it. But Tom Brady, when I close my eyes and think Tom Brady – Two years ago, he had the play. He had the game-winning throw to Gronkowski that led him into uh, to that score that touchdown against the Rams. Feels like he's had multiple walk-off touchdowns with Julian Edelman. I'm talking in the Super Bowl, not even the countless playoff games where he has taken out knives and stuck them through the opponent's throat. Where the big question this year was: Do they trust Jimmy to make the throws? Not lead the squad. He can do that. Not galvanize the group. They all follow him. Do they trust him to make the throws? There's no human in the history of the sport who's been more trusted to make the throws in the biggest fucking games in the history of sports. Probably Michael Jordan and like Tiger with some putts than Tom Brady. So the playoff throws, which if I'm arguing for Tom in a a room with Lynch and Kyle, I'm saying, Kyle, you don't trust Jimmy to make the throws when it really matters. You would trust this guy. I'm not saying that he can still do it. That would be the other question that we'll get in that cons, but he's done it over and over and over again. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think you covered that one. Do you have another one? Yeah, but this- I, I would just, well, I'll, I'll add this. Like this is separate from what you just said. Tom Brady, uh, you would know being the quarterback of that team means a lot to him and proving Bill Belichick wrong would mean a lot to him. Um, so you would get a guy who is, uh, I think, still in ultimate competitor mode, which is what your head coach is. But as we know, with old guys, usually it's the desire to compete that stays with you. It's your physical nature that leaves you before the desire to compete. So I don't know that that that, that is much of a pro. That would just be a pro to the whole situation. It's like this is his childhood dream realized. Yeah. My third one now – this you're not bringing this up necessarily in like a personnel meeting, but if I'm like Jed and I'm walking by to go, hey, how's that Tom Brady thing going? You would immediately be the most important team in football. And as we saw last year, the Niners, for example, and I'm not trying to shit on the Raiders, the Niners got involved in this conversation. It's like the Raiders don't even exist. The, the Niners, their brand is beyond massive. So this conversation is taking over, and I think a huge part of it is like you – we opened up the podcast. There are connections here. He grew up here. 
He was at that game. He's talked openly about Joe, and we get it. But I also think it's and they're speak- good, and they were just in the and, Super Bowl. and they're good. But I do think it just speaks to the power of the Niners when they're good. They're a fucking powerhouse. Yeah, and so, it's also the power of the Niners when he was a kid. I I think that it would be the, like I don't even know. It'd be a traveling circus. But this okay, not cons. really because it's in the West Coast. Cons. I think do, the do you cons think that's are stronger. Do you think that's stupid? Like the, that type stuff. Uh, I think it's stupid if the organization, from a player personnel standpoint, wants to keep Jimmy, and the owner says, "No, we're doing Tom." But, but, but I'm stupid. not even saying but, Tom. But it might be Lin, it might be Guido. It might, I mean, it wouldn't be. But the Niners don't really need more money. They're already swimming in it. So that that's yeah. Less I think important. It's, I don't. I don't think it's stupid to consider it. But I think you have to consider it the right amount because ultimately, you know, what's better than having Tom Brady is winning. That's going to make you the most money. And right now, they're winning, so you got to be very careful with the, would, the alchemist. Would, yeah, wouldn't you agree that from the business standpoint, the Chargers, Raiders, much more dependent on Tom from that side than the Niners would be in this maneuver? Yeah. Cons. You ready? Cons. I, yeah, and I think these are stronger. I think the cases to be made here are stronger. He's 43 years old. Yep. First one. <laughs> he's, he's 40. Well, he might actually be 42 as we're recording this, but when the season starts, he's going to be 43. Uh, 43 in August, I believe. So by week one, he's 43, and I, I think you also got to factor in, you're, you're hitching your wagon to a 43-year-old legend, greatest quarterback ever, and probably, I mean, the history of American sports, he's in the conversation for like, definitely in the top 10, you could argue top five. You're mortgaging the future for a 43-year-old guy. Like, it's, it'd be pretty nuts. To me, this is a tight move in like 1970. They're like, oh, we can get Mickey Mantle. He's on his last, it's worth it, because like, getting people and selling tickets and I think in the day and age when it's like guys people are watching the games anyway there is not really any financial value for the Niners to add this guy like they were just in the Super Bowl they're crushing it monetarily they're already a top five like fucking franchise valuation they don't need this I, I just think the risk of mortgaging for a 43 year old given the information we have and I, I get he eats avocado ice cream and he puts up fucking books and he tweets about TB12 would be borderline and nuts for two reasons. One, the obvious, which is when you're 43, you might get hurt when you're 43, your skills deteriorate quickly. So those are actually, so three reasons. One, you just might get hurt Two, your skills deteriorate quickly. So if we saw red flags last year, you might be worse this year. And three, you might only be the quarterback. Even if you are healthy for a year or two maximum, Kyle Shanahan is not fighting for his job. Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch have a long way, a lot of runway here. So you want to be back in the position of looking for a new quarterback in a year or two? So there's three reasons why that first reason is significant. Okay, next con. Uh, Kind of to piggyback off mortgaging the future, I think punting on a quarterback in Jimmy Garoppolo is 28 under contract who you acquired relatively cheap for a second-round pick who in his first season as a full-time starter where he actually made it through all the games, your team ended up in the Super Bowl, and you had a lead seven minutes to go in the fourth quarter, would be borderline unprecedented. Because, like, when... Remember when Dilfer was bitter at the Ravens forever? They, like, punted him after he won the Super Bowl? Mm -hmm. It was like no one thought Trent Dilfer had anything to do with the Super Bowl. Remember there was that stretch in that season where they had, like, six straight games without a touchdown, and they won them all? It was like, this is crazy. Jimmy, in the second half of the season, remember there was a stat when they've had the three-game stretch, Packers, Ravens, Saints. It was the hardest stretch in like NFL history 
at the time, given those three teams' record. Yeah. The, how well he played against the fucking Saints, the Rams, then Seattle. Like, it'd be one thing if he was truly a game manager. He was lights out in some of their biggest moments to get them wins to acquire the one seed, which is a huge reason they were in the Super Bowl. Now, I think when you siphon the playoffs, you know, like you forget about that, but I... I you and I lived it. People listening to the show lived it. You can't forget about that right now. And I don't think Kyle would. But I think in this conversation, punting on Jimmy when he showed fantastic flashes. Now, if he was, if Jimmy was 23, this wouldn't even be a conversation, right? If they had drafted him two years ago in the second or third round and he had done this, it'd be like, no, he's a franchise guy. I think when you're older, it's the only reason this, this topic's even being discussed is because of his age despite how little he's actually played. Yeah. And if he had hit Emmanuel Sanders in the Super Bowl and they win, I also then this is also not a conversation. One throw could have won the Super Bowl and prevented this whole situation. You, you, Although, you, think, one, you think 100% it's not a conversation if he just hits that throw? Yeah. If he just won the Super Bowl? Yeah. I don't know. I, I, I think do. the power of Tom. It might, not be as, now, it might not be as like strong a conversation, but I still think it might have came up. I think Maybe one not. of the other— Maybe you're right. Here, here's another con, and we saw Kittle tweeted, uh, put Instagram posted how much he wants Jimmy around. Right, Jimmy is a leader and is viewed very positively in the Niners' locker room. One of the cons is what do you do with the locker room? But it's not what do you do with the locker room necessarily with Jimmy because in, as mad as people would be about Jimmy, Tom Brady would walk in. What are they going to do? Shun Tom Brady? I think it really becomes about Kyle. Like, I think one of the things that has been impressive, and this is just hard maybe to maintain as time goes on, but Andy Reid, we've talked about this, how Andy has done it, is that Kyle is viewed very positively. Just You've got a group of guys that all kind of love what he's built, the way he's built it, the culture he's built it, uh, the way he's built that culture, all that kind of stuff. I don't, I don't think, like, Tom would be, eventually be like, okay, we got Tom Brady, we'll, we'll treat Tom Brady with respect. But hey, I guys, you think, go out for, guys, you want to go out for beers on me, Tom Brady? But if everyone like, loves Jimmy McClinch, he's like, Jimmy's, no. <laughs> right. But here's a bunch of Rolexes. But I do think it might change very dramatically the way Kyle Shanahan is viewed by his you own can't, team. You can't, you can't buy friendships, guy. But you can't influence no, that's them. that's true. You can't. You can't. Um, all right. So that's the second con. And that was my follow-up to that. I, you have a third? I think one thing's clear with Kyle's offense. Now, and, yeah. and he's gotten by with lower-level athletes in Cousins and Schaub and Matt Ryan, but in a perfect world, and this is why she, this is why his dad, people forget, like, Elway, when he was older, was just old. And back when 37 was actually, Elway's 37 in, like, his final season at 38 would be the equivalent now of, like, 47. Remember how just weathered he was, like, in his late 30s? Like, John looked old. But he was a really, really good athlete. And then what did he try to acquire? Like, the Jake Plumbers, because he wants a guy that can move. It's why that in a perfect world like Sean McVay, Jared Goff's not the ideal athlete. Well, Tom Brady is a below-average athlete at this point, a foot athlete. He cannot move. Well, what's a staple play in this offense? Boots, waggles, as uh, our guy Coppola would say. Yeah. So Jimmy does add an element of movement that Kyle clearly loves. Remember when Sean McVay and they played the Rams – the first half was just like waggle, waggle, waggle. And, and Jared actually is a better athlete at this point in time than Tom. Does Tom fit the offense? Think about Tom 
how often, like, he turns his back to the play. Remember, that was the big thing Matt Ryan talked about, like how uncomfortable that is at first. Not Tom's run every play known to man over his 20 years. But they do, when I think of the Brady the last three or four years, I think, like, shotgun spread him out. Or just run power. Like, to me, when his passes don't, I, I'm sure we could do, like, a legit breakdown if he, like, siphoned out the plays. But do you feel like Tom Brady is running Kyle Shanahan plays? No. Because Kyle Shanahan plays look pretty distinct, where Tom's are just spread you out, run quick out routes to Edelman. I, I think um, with most players, this would be number one on the list of cons. The problem is if your offense didn't match Tom Brady, but you could get 30-year-old Tom Brady, you would just adjust your offense and you'd make it work. That's what Bill did. Um, if, if Tom was 32 years old right now and a free agent, this wouldn't even be a conversation, right? The Niners would be actively trying to get Right, him. And, and Kyle would find a way to adjust his offense if Tom was – as bad a foot athlete then if, as he is now. What if Tom, was, what, what if Tom was 35 and had like four championships? Would it be the same conversation you try to get, Tom? I think so. Yeah, I do too. Um, so I'm going to phrase this in a way that I haven't quite heard. Maybe somebody said this, but I, I think this is one way to look at this. If, if the Niners were actually the Patriots in that Tom Brady was their starting quarterback and Jimmy Garoppolo was their backup quarterback, and both of them then became – they're in this situation now where they had to choose, maybe because Jimmy's going to be a free agent. What would the right thing be to do? The Joe Montana, Steve Young, if that's what this situation was, Brady, this is Brady, Brady's a free agent, or Jimmy's a free agent, they, they got to make a decision right now. What would the right thing be from the 49ers' perspective? Keep Jimmy. Be to keep Jimmy. And I, I don't know. Uh, I'm not saying Bill Belichick's right 1,000% of the time, but... What would make him happy right now? If the Niners signed Tom and traded him Jimmy. That's what he wants. Bill is praying. Bill would love that. Would Bill rather have right now Jimmy Garoppolo under contract for the next three or four years at a relatively cheap number relative to quarterbacks and on a team-friendly deal moving forward or be dealing with his situation? Yeah, Not a question. He'd rather have Jimmy as the highest-paid quarterback in the NFL right now. Especially when it's been talked about that Belichick loved Jimmy Garoppolo. Sent him text messages after every win. It was almost like... It, 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 I don't even know the analogy. It'd be like you were married, but you had this nanny, but you're not really in love with your wife anymore, but you still have had some great times. You've produced some kids, but you and the nanny have just fucking hit it off. But then your wife kind of finds out that you might leave her for the nanny, and you're still thinking about it, but like your parents, who are still really involved, wouldn't allow it. So you have to tell the fire the nanny or send them to another friend, but deep down, you were deeply in love with the nanny, and you were at the point in time in your life where at one point in time it would have been crazy, but you're just out of love with your wife, and you relate more to the nanny, and you think you would have a brighter future with her. And I think Bill would do anything to get his nanny back. How about this, situ- how about this scenario? You you are you are near retirement age and the owner of a small business that you have built up. It is you live in a because of this business you live in a six bedroom home and you've got a brand new suburban every two years. Life is good, but it's time to move on from the business. And the person you want to give the business to is not actually John Jr., who's kind of a slappy and he grew up kind of rich and you know he's around and he want, he loves the finer things that come with running the business, but he's not a grinder or the other guy, 
who's the same age as John Jr., who you hired. He skipped college, came working for you on the ground floor out of high school. He was, like, sweeping up the warehouse. And now, really, he's ready to take over the business. And if you don't give him the business, he's probably going to start his own business to compete with that business. And your wife is like, you cannot give the job. You cannot give the job to him. You can't give it to Alex Lichtenstein. You got to give it to John Jr. And you're like, I don't even like John Jr. is the least favorite of my five kids. Like you, you've told people uh, in secret that you wish that Alec Lichtenstein was your child. Uh, yeah, Alec tells people you've been like John Senior's been like a father figure to me. You know, and if, I wouldn't John, be here without him. And if John, there's no Ju- way in hell he's working for John Jr. <laughs> well, John Jr. would fire that guy because John Jr. deep down resents that guy. Yeah, he'd be like it'd be like uh, terrible, <laughs> horrible bosses. Does this sound like uh, the Raiders when Mark Davis took over? <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa! whoa like you said sorry. earlier, you weren't trying to. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Gosh, that was unnecessary. <laughs> uh, so you choose John Jr. and then Alec Lichtenstein goes off and starts the same type of business com- competition, but he does it better. You're texting him, going like, "Hey, man, like you're making your money, like you're, you know, your business." Is what 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 I, what I would do is I would ask. And you're Lichten- just telling your wife. Your wife in this case is the owner of the team. Like I told you so. But I'd say Lichtenstein. Listen, make me a make me a silent partner. I'll give you twenty percent of notice how seed, I made him Jewish. Yeah, of your seed money because he probably is is seed <laughs> money to get involved, and then you profit off it too when he beats John Jr. Oh, that would be, and then your son finds out that you're actually the yeah. silent partner of the other business. <laughs> you help finance his competition. Yeah, you've taken down Middlecoff Inc. <laughs> that would be bold. That'd be like uh, you know who probably tried to do that is the the. Um, I like the way you like the way you're going to look. I guarantee it, guy. He's a Bay Area guy, big A's fan. Yeah, the uh, what's George uh, Costanza, Men, George. Uh, yeah, Men's Warehouse, George yeah. Zimmer. Yeah, they pushed him out, and then he started like uh, you know Black Tux in a Box or whatever that company. Sources was. say Black Tux in a Box maybe making its way to Haverman and Middlecoff. Ah, uh, big fan, big <laughs> fan. Me too. Uh, all right, before we move on, John, let's tell the people that uh, Untuck It can arrive in a box in your house right now. Untuckit.com. promo code Ham gets you twenty percent off your first order. And free shipping and free returns throughout the United States of America. Untuckit.com, promo code HAM, 20% off. I have them. You have them. We're tired of the button-ups that hang down to our feet. These mm-hmm. look great. You can wear them to a job interview. You can wear them to a date. You can wear them just hanging out with your parents. You can wear them basically doing anything. Because Untuckit.com, promo code HAM, 20% off. Free shipping, all, free returns, all uh, orders in the U.S. It's hard to beat. Again, U-N-T-U-C-K-I-T dot com slash ham. Podcast also promo bro- code ham. Promo code ham. Podcast also brought to you by Upstart.com. That is slash ham. Upstart.com slash ham. Upstart goes beyond the traditional credit score when they assess your credit worthiness. And since you're a listener to this podcast, we know you have credit worthiness. They actually reward you based on your education and job history in the form of a smarter rate. Yep. Uh, Upstart believes you guy, you're more than just a credit score. That's why they use soft pulls, not uh, soft hard pull. pulls. Not a hard credit pull. score. Nope, soft pull. Over 400,000 people have used Upstart to pay off credit cards, debts to meet their financial goals. I've been there. You've been there. We've all been in a pinch, guy. Sometimes you just realize credit card companies charging you an arm and a leg, and, and you just want to free yourself. That's why uh, Upstart is top-ranked in their category with over 300 businesses on Trustpilot, and hurry up, upstart.com slash ham to find out how low your upstart rate is. Checking your rate only takes a few minutes, upstart.com slash ham. Trade alert, John. <laughs> Trade alert. Uh, uh, something just happened? Uh, no. Uh, Andrew Marshand, Marshand of uh, the New York Post 
is reporting on Thursday that Monday night ESPN plotting dream Monday night football booth, Al Michaels and Peyton Manning. ESPN plans an attempt to acquire Al Michaels from NBC Sports. The New York Post has learned. Al, I think, has two years left on his deal. How old is Al? Like 74? Uh, boy, I feel he like he was 74 when we interviewed him. Uh, he's 75. So he's not a spring chicken. Uh, to me, there's some validity to this report in the sense of, is Peyton actually like, maybe I'll give it a try. Right? But, I, but I, it's going to be on my terms. A little bit like when A-Rod, wasn't A-Rod the guy leading the charge to get Vaskersian as his guy? Yeah, so it was more Alex. I don't think Alex knew Matt that well, but I think his agent represented both and realized, well, they really, these people, they want Alex really bad. Let's make this a package deal. It's kind of how gotcha. I understand that happened. But, I mean, you know, Alex, I'm sure, played a role in that. Would you say this one feels a little more like Peyton loves Al Michaels and would want to work with Al Michaels, so he's like yes. almost. I would imagine almost, how many production meetings have they been in? I mean, hundred. I mean, five a year for twenty years. I mean, a lot, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. legitimately, probably seventy, right? Factor in the playoffs, Super Bowls. Guy, how how much have they hung out? Like Peyton, just t- like what do you think Peyton hangs out with when he's in L.A.? Not fucking Haberman and Middlecoff. I mean, he's probably calling an Al Michaels. Uh, who golf. knows? They've, they've definitely golfed. It. Al's probably invited him out to Beverly Hills Country Club. One million percent. Like, what's the foursome? Uh, Doc, Peyton, Al. <laughs> and, you know, and fucking and uh, who's LeBron, the, the, the the house guest from the uh, OJ trial. Oh, Cato Kalen. <laughs> yeah, Cato Kalen. He's the fourth. I I think this is a double whammy. There's an element of Kawhi here that Peyton goes. Listen, I will entertain your offer, and I might even come there, but you got to get this guy. Now, I would rather make a bold trade for Al Michaels than Paul George. I don't know if you've seen that Shea Alexander guy they trade OKC is legit. Shea Gillis, he's yeah. good. I think they would take that one back, even though I'm, I'm a dog. But, you know, Paul George gets a little injured for me. So he says that. And now I don't know if it's possible or not. I also think when you take a step back, there are four or five play-by-play guys that have enormous cachet. Joe Buck, Al Michael, they do football in the NFL. Buck, Nance, Al are on a a super high level, and I think mm-hmm. you could throw Tarico to be up there too, right? He did Monday Night Football forever with John Gruden, and it was a fucking powerhouse. Yeah, and, and Notre Dame. And Notre Dame, and he's just really famous. I actually saw him at the... Uh, in the Olympics. It's kind of crazy when you see a super famous guy that you don't know or have never met. He was at the Combine, and I just realized I was just staring at Mike Tarico for a minute. I'm like, what am I doing? You know, <laughs> he was just he having to watch. You were just scouting. Yeah, he was just having a normal conversation with another human. Well, I don't because think, people who are on TV, you never see them except when they know they're on TV. And now you got to observe him when he doesn't know, quote-unquote, he's on Middlecoff TV, right? That, that's a great point because you see other football coaches, maybe you've run by, it's like, oh, there's so-and-so, there's Gudikins or anything, like, whatever, just like a normal fucking human passing on the street. Gudikins yeah. is a bad example, but anyway. Jerry Jones. I think that the ESPN does not have any powerful play-by-play guys that Peyton Manning would be willing to – hitch his brand to now there is an unknown how good he would be i think romo kind of set the bar really high but manning his fame is if if tom brady's the most famous nfl player ever i mean peyton manning's easily in the top five do you remember was it a monday night game in denver that manning came into the booth for a few years ago or was it a i think it was with or was it a sunday night game I feel it was Sunday night, but I also feel it was like preseason. Yeah. 
and he was just awesome. Yeah, it was like what was it, like the Hall well, of Fame game. Yeah, maybe it was a Hall of Fame game. I I feel like it was at Denver, but I don't know. Maybe early Paxton or they had a young quarter. No, it was Simeon. Simeon was the quarterback. It might it might, it might have been a Monday night. Yeah, I don't know, but I, I I just think there's a brand element to him. That there's only three or four guys that would belong sitting next to him at the, at this point. Yeah. And, and that is what's crazy to say because we don't know how good he would be. I think we all just assume he'd be really good. It, it'd be be a little shocking if he wasn't good, but he's never done it. So what would be NBC's incentive to do this? Um, their incentive would be, well, we weaken ourselves in theory because we lose Al, but we'll plug Tarico in there and we're, the, we're just as good. That's great. I don't think they'd really skip a beat. Uh, what could we get back in a trade that even is uh, comparable talent? I mean, the last time Al got traded, he got traded for uh, Oswald, who was the Mickey Mouse before there was Mickey Mouse. Um, is that true? Oswald the Lucky Rabbit. Are you being... Well, I, I don't know. The yeah, words. you know this story. No, I don't. That Al Madden left for NBC, and Al wanted to go with Madden, but he was under contract at ESPN. Disney wanted to reacquire the rights to Oswald the Lucky Rabbit, who at the time was owned by Universal, which was NBC's company that owned NBC. And so they agreed to trade Al for Oswald the Lucky Rabbit. See, I, what, what would NBC want from ESPN? Um, so... I don't even like I if you would ask me that in whatever you, year that did you, was. Did you did you read the article? Like did he mention any possible trade candidates? No. I don't even know what you I I like is there another entity like that yeah, that somebody it, has the rights to? To me it'd be right? something. It'd be a problem. But to me you don't do it unless you're going like okay. You know and and maybe if you're NBC you're like uh uh, you know, you guys helped us do this the last time. We feel like we've got Tariko here. We'll help you do it this time. And if you're NBC, does it make the NFL happy? Like, that's my big question. If the NFL is like, look, guys, you guys aren't going to skip a beat with Tariko. Let's help Monday Night Football out. That helps all of us. And we, we will, that it will benefit you when it comes to some negotiations. You know, maybe there's something there. Like, you guys will keep getting games that are better than Monday Night Football and games and whatever. I don't know. I would think part of my thing, if I'm Al, is like, are you guys going to get better games on Monday Night Football? Because I don't want to leave these Sunday Night games to do these Monday Night games that are not as good. Especially his games are flexible, so he's always getting sweet games down exactly. the stretch. Like, that would be my thing if I'm Al. Like, I'd love to work with Peyton, but how many, you know, I don't know. Could you try? I would love but it, to see isn't, like isn't there an element, though, guy, that you're right, the games, but it's Monday Night Football, the amount of people that watch is just high. But the amount of people that watch Sunday Night Football is high. Well, it's the highest rated show. But my point is, like, do you think the games factor in as much as you think for out when you just Monday Night Football? It's more just Peyton Manning. It's, it'd be a powerhouse. It'd be. I don't think it's nothing. Yeah, man. I don't think it's nothing. But you're right. I mean, that might overwhelm it, the fact that it's ESPN, Monday Night Football, Peyton Manning. Just the chance to do that. Yeah. How big of a deal for ESPN if they say, we have signed Peyton Manning to do Monday Night Football? Huge. <laughs> I mean, one of the biggest media stories in. Of our lifetime. Just given that, like, he's so rich, guys like him don't do it at this point in time. Like, Montana, the money is so different now. Like, you just, you can't get a guy to call games. One thing to go in the studio and fuck around a little bit. 
I think to get him to actually call games because if he's going to do it, he's not going to half-ass it, right? He's not going to look like an right. idiot. Yeah. I, I I would imagine as part of it, it's just the effort I'm going to have to put in. And I I think there's an element too if you're Peyton, he was clearly viewed as the better player than Tony, but it's there would be some competition like who's better, right? There would be. Yeah, Which, that's true. Can you be better? Can you can you predict the plays? Or just like what is your personality? Are you a, yeah? To me, it's know. more. It's not even about predicting plays. It's just about the personality, like Tony's personality. Even though we talk about predicting plays, I think it's his personality that really separates him. I also his joy. The, the one thing that Tony has a huge advantage of right now that Peyton would too is in these production meetings when the coordinator's talking or the coach or the fucking quarterback's talking, you don't think that they just like pull Tony aside and just bitch and moan a little bit. Can you imagine what yeah. they would say to Peyton Manning? And plus, they're just so recent in the league, they just know all these guys, so many of them. But you're right, you would get so much good. But they probably get all that stuff now. You think Peyton, Peyton probably gets so much good stuff? Peyton gets whatever he wants. He'd get I, even more, though. I, I'll still be shocked if Peyton does it. What could... All right, forget about what ESPN actually has that NBC wants. Like, what would you like to see ESPN trade to NBC for Peyton Manning? I mean, for uh, Al Michaels. Because uh, I, I, I was thinking, like, I would love to see, like, a college... Ba- like, a Saturday noon college basketball game on NBC. Like a sweet, like a game that's all, like the, like a Billis Saturday game is on NBC. Like that would be cool to me. What about like Sunday like, night Sunday night baseball? Sunday night baseball. It's probably too. Yeah, probably wouldn't. Too but you're right. That would be interesting. But that would be interesting. I mean, or just like give us NBC a couple. He had baseball. How about this? Give us a LeBron or Zion or some a Steph Curry game. A couple just times some, a year. I, I, just a, an occasional basketball game. Yeah, we'll just we get to pick and choose. How about Tariqo this? Rico will call it. How about this guy? We get like non-prime, regular season events, whether it's college hoops, whether it's the NBA, it's just something. We get to just, you know, give or take. Like you give us the, we'll put like what we would want in kind of under an umbrella that we get to pick four or five of them a year or something. Boom. It's like Steph Curry versus fucking LeBron, NBC tonight, right? With an ABC, but it'd be an ESPN crew. But why? Why? Couldn't you just put the NBC crew? Yeah, whatever. Yeah, the crews. Yeah, I don't know. I, I'm just, just having fun. Yeah, yeah, we just I don't get know what broadcast. Oswald was worth to them, but this sounds like it's worth a lot more. Like, they probably don't want the jump. I would imagine they don't want fucking some of their Is that you that tweeted, jump? like, the jump, booger, and undefeated. What was the other thing? Undefeated. <laughs> that was a no. Uh, yeah. Could they do a player for player? But I don't even know. How bad right. do you think Lewis wants to get traded so he can get on the broadcast? Oh, there you again? go. And we like, no, we're good. All right, some headlines. The big, I mean, there's a big headline tonight, which is uh, on Thursday night, which is Steph Curry returns against the uh, Toronto Raptors. The Warriors are, I think right now, John, an eight-point underdog at home against the Toronto Raptors. Uh you want to guess Steph Curry's line? Let's guess Steph, guess Steph Curry's line. Well, I, I wrote down seventeen points, six assists. Oh. But I, but then when I wrote I it down, wrote down seventeen. It's like, are we sure he's not going to go for fucking like thirty? So, so he's only got, he's going to play like twenty two to twenty five minutes. Is Who's, the thing. Who, did they say that? Yeah. Um, guy, the Warriors have fourteen wins. I know, <laughs> they're very bad. Uh, like if you go back to Steph's, you know, 24 points per game, like back pre like Steph becoming the greatest player on earth, but like the year they made the playoffs, I think he was like 24 points a game. And I say that because like his supporting cast wasn't quite what it became too. 
but he was scoring, you know, that would have been on a 25 point, a 25 minute night. He would have been a 17 point score based on points per minute. So I think 17 points is reasonable in 20. Now I, I would, I might skew a little lower. I think what's going to happen is I think he's going to have like a four minute stretch where he scores like 12 points or more. Right where he hits like three threes in a row, yeah, and then finishes with like fifteen. I, I I'd probably lean that way too. But Again, he's gonna have like a flurry. Here would be the thing though, they're terrible, and the majority of their roster, beside like Andrew Wiggins right now, are guys that will never be in the NBA. It's uh, it's closer to like an AAF NFL roster. Oh, it's spring training. It's yeah, spring. it's it's a joke. So I it could look really ugly. Like he's trying to make passes, hitting guys in the head. Remember some of the like. Stuff with Pistol Pete, like he was so advanced that he would throw like some dime and it'd break a guy's nose. I could just see some, it just being a little off. Maybe Steph just kind of cruises, like doesn't, knows he can't try to go nuts with inferior guys. So is there a chance hmm. he scores like 12 points? Just see, because, I think, he, but he can always shoot threes. I think he is going to relish the idea of these guys who normally, who should not be on this team this year if it weren't for all these crazy circumstances, getting, he wants to give those guys a great memory that they, they played with Steph when he came back and it was good. Like, I think he valued, I think he knows his value to others and I think he, he is a giver of himself to others, right? And I, I think it's going to matter to him that he gives those guys that experience. I could see that. So get, now, what does that mean? Does that mean he have eight, eight assists? I don't know, but I think he's a, he's for being as freaking good as he is. He's also a showman, and I think I just think there's going to be that flurry. Do you think he should dedicate the night to the people that are stuck on the Grand Princess right now? Uh, the, uh, the I think he should dedicate the night to the people who have season tickets in the upper level. But the Grand Princess, they should also have a watch party for this. People are stuck right now. Where on, is the boat? It's got to be wherever the boats park around the Embarcadero. So just sitting out there in the middle of the ocean. Sitting out. Which well, way is the? Are the windows closed? Are they coughing out the window? Well, I would I would it, imagine the person is died. The salt water killing the the breeze that's bringing their coughs over. I, I would. I would have had a fucking nervous and mental breakdown about two days ago when they wouldn't let me off. I, I would not. I've never been on a cruise. My parents went on a couple, left me home when I was young. I probably will never go on one moving forward. I, I would be contemplating jumping off or something. Like, just whatever I had to do to get out. I, I would not be okay. And then there's times where it's not about you, bigger than you. I'd also be questioning, is this thing overhyped? It'd be one thing if, like, people were dying left and right. Like, listen, they're greater good. I would struggle with this one guy. So I would really struggle with it too. Now the story for those of you who don't know it is this cruise ship had a guy who was previously on the ship, get off the ship and die in San They let, they let him off in San Francisco or he got off in San Francisco. I don't know when, what order or if he's from here or whatever, but he died on Wednesday. So I don't know if anyone on that ship has coronavirus, but a guy who had it was on that ship. Um, I'd be freaked. I'd be like, I don't have, you know, the problem is you don't know. You claim you don't have it. It's 14 days till we really know if you have it. But I'd be like, I don't have it. Let me off. I swear I'm just going to go straight home and lock myself inside. I won't even, I'll have the Grubhub guy leave the food and I won't even open the door till he gets back in his car. But for the love of God, I've never been on a cruise. I have no desire to ever go on a cruise. You couldn't pay me to go on a cruise. And that's not a coronavirus topic. That's just, I'm not even a claustrophobic person, but the idea of being stuck out there is 
awful to me. Like, I have no interest. And all their meals, like, they're always like, we have eight restaurants on the... It's like, yeah, eight restaurants? Like, it all got loaded in the same boxes. What are you talking about? I know. Give me a break. Eight restaurants. Give me a break. And I'm, I'm supposed to bring, like, a tuxedo onto this thing for the ball night that we have and all this bullshit? Like, no. I can't get in my car and just drive myself somewhere when I want to go to the store to get a Gatorade? You want to hear another headline that happened to me the other day? Actually, yeah, yesterday. Please. Well, I hadn't shaved my head in like six days. And I just kind of been lazy. Hadn't been you paying attention. You look like attention. Shaq the other night? Yeah, way worse. I mean, it's just, it's really bad. And I needed to shave. Mm-hmm. So I, I, Wednesday morning, go to the gym. Sometimes I'll shave at the gym. But if I, if I got to like, if it's early in the morning, I'm going to come home and work anyway. It's like, I'll just come home and shower. Well, there had been a notice that the water was going to get shut off for the majority of the day from like 8 to 4 on my building. But I, I had saw it, but I like three or four days ago, wasn't paying attention. So I get in the shower, and there must be a buildup in your water where you got a little excess, even if it's turned off. So I'm showering, and you know, I got a bunch of soap. I, I washed the body before the face, and then I oh. go in for the shave. So I'm about halfway through the body, but I got lathered up. Yeah. The water just poof, just off. I'm like... What the fuck? So I, I find a way to kind of get the... I'm wet enough where I can get all the soap off. Right. But I still got to wash my face. I'm like, I give up on, on shaving my head on this day. I'll just do it tomorrow. So I take a water bottle, because the sinks are out too, and I wash my face with a water bottle, kind of dripping wet. It just So this is real bottled water. Bottled water from the fridge. Yeah. And you just... You realize, you know, kind of like those people stuck on the coronavirus ship. Even when you got it bad, it's still not that bad. Like, you got access to other water. But it was a freak out. You're sitting in the fucking shower. You got no water. You realize, like, God damn. How do these people function without water? It was my fault. Was, because I, Did you consider going to the pool? Oh, I considered just putting on a pair of swim shorts and, like, putting on a sweatshirt and going back to the gym and just finishing yeah. the job. And I'm like, this is just... I didn't have to do anything. So, I was like, I'll just... But my hair was, I mean, legitimately six or seven days that I... I looked in the mirror. I mean, cold the sack. Terrible. <laughs> middle cough circle. So I just wore a hat all day. Welcome to one middle cough circle. Uh, all right, Niners picked up the. That's uh, that's quite a story. You should. I should keep some shower water on hand just in case that ever. You should. Uh, Niners picked up Kyle Uzcheck's, uh contract option. No brainer. Is he the best free agent signing they've made in the John Lynch, Kyle Shanahan era? Richard Sherman, Quan Alexander, Jarek McKinnon. You could yeah. D Ford was a sign and a trade and sign. Yeah, it'd be between him and Sherman. I mean, Sherman yeah. was an all pro, couldn't throw at him. But Kyle is well, best full most versatile fullback in the league. I mean, really one of the one of their best players, right? His value to them. Like, when he goes down with an injury, everyone holds their breath. When you're on that level, when you go down with an injury and everyone... Because when it's like a random guard, like, oh, Tomlinson's down. It's like, oh, whatever. Fucking, they'll bring in Jim Haverman next and he'll just function. When your top players, like when Bosa's down, Sherman's down, Kittle's down, you know that feeling. I, I was at the game against the Browns where I think he kind of fucked up his knee and the place was like, damn, that's a big deal. I think for fullbacks, he gets a lot of respect in the in the football fan community. If you watch the team. Yeah. There's a lot of respect here. He's a good player. That. He's a good player. Um, I'm with you. I mean, to me, I, I think what's interesting about the Niners, they're, obviously the Jarek McKinnon signing was not a great one. I mean, it wasn't good at all. It was awful. 
Um, I'm lucky too. I mean, it's it's we don't. Yeah, I mean, you know. but if we're just judging these yeah. win win loss, then you're right. Does, There's does context, yeah. but um, but I think what's interesting about two of their best, you could argue the two best, although Quan would be right up there, but with Richard and Yuschek, uh, regardless of, I mean, you could call them tied one A. They were both viewed at the time. I think the Yuschek one not only at time of signing, both of them took like a year to get up to speed, right? Because they weren't good enough, use checks first year on offense to really feature him. No. And then Sherman had to get a year better from the injury. They were two signings at the time that not everybody would have done. People would have taken use check, but not for that money, clearly. And with Richard, you know, who knows? His suitor list was not long. And it turned out that those were two of the two of the best players on the team, let alone two of the best signings. They've had some whiffs, but they've also had some hits. Yeah. Uh, Jason Peters is going to test the market. Do you know what year? Jason Peters was drafted. Uh, Eagles All-Pro tackle. I'd guess like 06. 2004. But he wasn't drafted, right? He was an undrafted free agent. Well, yeah, his first year in the league. Thank you. Yeah, he's a former tight end, I think, in college. I'll never forget my first training camp with the Eagles. He was in the peak of his powers, like All-Pro. We had drafted some guy in the fifth round. Jason, he he got treated like Kawhi, like he just... You got to practice when you got to practice. Same with drills. Like, you guys want to do uh, one-on-ones? Jason, like, I'll take this rep. He picked this guy up. I forget his name. He didn't last in the league long and tossed him to almost where the scouts were and then just unbuckled and went back to his spot. It's just like, oh, my God. He's a beast. But he's so old. He made- now old, he's 38, right? He's old. Uh, yeah, 38. What has he been, like an 11-time? How many Pro Bowls has yeah, he made? Yeah, I mean, he's going to go to the Hall of Fame. He's one of the best tackles ever. Made $3.5 million. Is he a starting tackle in the NFL this year? I saw Peter Schrager, one of the or rap sheet, is like, if the Eagles don't have him back, and part of, clearly, he drafted Andre Dillard. Part of, it's just it's the, what the move. It's the way football works. That other teams have been monitoring it. I, I think he could easily be a one-year bridge tackle for a lot of teams. He's 1 million percent starting in the NFL next year. At, at a much probably lower rate than he's used to making, but four or five million, maybe with some incentives. If you're he made three and a half uh, last year, his cap hit was uh, eight six, but his base salary was three and a half. Gotcha. So it was a one year six million dollar deal. Uh, last headline for you: uh, Miguel Cabrera hit not one but two spring training home runs off of uh, Garrett Cole on Thursday. That is not the headline. The headline is, I saw the video, and Miggy looks 28 years old, John. What was his injury? Just everything over time, weight. His knee, his knees had gotten bad. His knee had gotten bad. He heavy. He ran like pool holes, basically. But did you, see mean, the, did you see the picture when the Angels and the Dodgers took a group photo? Pools look skinny. Pools is a lot. No, I did not see that. I saw him on TV today, but I didn't really notice. I thought his face looked skinny, and I didn't see the body. I, I wonder if some of these guys get older, you just cut some food, especially in baseball, where you're not much cardio, yeah. that it could, it could kind of resurrect, just make your well, body feel better. Kreidler sent me a text because I tweeted, or sent me a tweet because my buddy Mark Kreidler tweeted at me. He said that, yes, he changed his, uh, Miggy lost a bunch of weight, changed his diet, lost 25 pounds. Johnny's 37. He's got 100, he's got four years at $30 million per left on his contract. Okay, is that guaranteed? Uh, yeah. <laughs> it also it vests like he has two vesting years on top of that at thirty million a piece, but he'd have to be like top ten MVP voting, so that's not happening. 
But I love the idea of Miggy just coming back to being like just a guy who people have heard of and he plays in a bunch of games and uh, he hits. I don't know like who's. He, I, I heard that Prince Fielder still has like. Year. Prince Fielder still has like three years left on his deal. He's still getting paid, even though he's retired. Well, God, the Brewers dodged a bullet on that one. Ba- baseball contracts are good, bro. Yeah, they're good when you thirty when you get them. If you have to stick around for eight years to get one, though, good for the player. Yeah, like <laughs> eventually. But like Matt Chapman's making five hundred thousand bucks for the next I don't even know three years still. How do you think we're talking about Garrett Cole in like six years? Six oh. years. <laughs> you think? Well, he's only twenty eight, right? Yeah, I think like three, four years. It's just because you make so much money that it's like, how good do you have to be to justify making thirty eight million dollars? It's hard, but I, I just mean like when he's thirty-eight, like he might not even be able to pitch with like three years left. You know. By the way, sneaky, the last year of the Jeff Zamarja contract, twenty twenty. I'm kind of gonna, up, I'm, I'm gonna miss Jeff. Did I am just, too. Did you see that thing I sent you with the guy doing the funny thing uh, before his windup? The, the guy the, doing the funny. The reliever for the Giants who was like jumping around, like touching the ground. Oh, I, I, yeah, I guess I did see it. I don't know what the I don't, fuck that was. I didn't Hard to describe on podcast, but... I yeah. did like what you sent me from The Athletic. A guy wrote an article. He interviewed a bunch of players. That was the combine. That was funny. A Bo Wolf, I think, was the writer. Yeah. What was it? Like, one of the 50 players he talked to pays for his own Netflix? Yeah. Every single one either steals it from mom, steals from girlfriend, or they have, like, a teammate account. I, lo- I love the one guy. I don't remember who it was. I don't think I'd heard of him. Who was like, yeah, I just basically, like, he just bounces from Netflix account to Netflix account. He's yeah. just always getting a new password from somebody. I, I did think that the first question was how many unread text messages you have. Yeah. I, I do think that's, like, how many do you have? Not many. I try to keep it low. So I didn't yeah. really. I think Henry, Henry Ruggs. My emails are off the charts, though. Oh, see, but my, that's I do the same. I do. You you don't clear emails. I do, but they just I got you know like old like just random ass spams. I always yeah, have to go yeah. back and it like every several months I do it. But Henry Ruggs, I think, was over a thousand. Desmond Patman, he said the graph was like Desmond Patman is like that graph that shows you how rich Mike Bloomberg is relative to all everybody else. Well, the highest guy before him was like. 900 he was at like 2500 or something right yeah i mean it was something insane <laughs> it I, was outrageous well, a lot of guys insane. did say well it's on a group text so like i have to mute my group text like one right, one was a fresno state guy yeah and was like shout out to my fresno state d line and then i realized yeah, yeah, yeah. he was the only guy that gave a shout out to his program you realize how passionate fresno state people are like with their groups but yeah, I agree. If you're on a group text that you muted, that that doesn't count, and that can get outrageous. Well, the not, one guy was like, "Cause I have re- was it? It was Desmond Patman was like, "Well, I have re- read receipts on, and so once I click it, if I click it, then it gives you the receipt. So I don't give you the receipt because I don't. If I if I know I'm not going to reply, I don't give you the receipt that I read it because then you feel bad. So I just don't read it. Why well, I would tell him is take out the red receipt. I don't get it. Yeah. Okay. Time to eat later. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. 
Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson natural boneless chicken breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.